Hey everyone, you're listening to the Titan Vibe, Inc. Enderon's official podcast where the Enderon students, ambassadors, will be conversing and basically vibing together. We share stories about senior high school, college, and everything in between. For those of you who are wondering what life is like as an Enderon Titan, without further ado, let's get vibing. Hello and what is up, everyone? My name is Samuel Gloria. And hi, guys. It's Jasmine Faust. And we're back with our fourth episode of the Titan Vibe. And we hope you enjoyed our last episode where we learned about the importance of international experience. And I think your host had a lot of fun there. So we're going to have some fun here, too, with our episode today on culinary art. Oh, you know what, Jasmine? This absolutely is perfect. And this topic, you know... It's so close to home and my passion. Since I am a part of the culinary arts course here in Enderun, I can't wait to just dive right into this topic. But Jasmine, I think we have someone special right here today on this episode. We do have a special guest here today, and she's actually one of the main reasons why I decided to go to Enderon myself. So just to give a little background, you know, the suspense. She is the sous chef from Roven Element all the way in Colorado, USA. She has worked in Portugal, Paris, New York, and Las Vegas. She is a graduate of Enderon Colleges with a degree in international hospitality management, specializing in culinary arts. Everyone, I would love to fully welcome the sous chef, an Enderon graduate, but most importantly, guys, this is the most important, ready? My sister, Jessica Faust. Hello. Yay! Hi. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you, Jasmine? I'm I'm doing pretty fine. You know, I I was talking to you, uh, you know, a couple hours ago, more actually a couple minutes ago. You should call her Ate, Jasmine. <laughs> hi, hi, Ate, Jessica. Guys, just a background. Me and my family don't really do um, the Ate and Kuya just because we grew up in a more Americanized household. And you know, Chef, um, it's really an honor to have you here today and to share your experiences to our <laughs> listeners. So of course. I myself am interested to hear your experience. But, you know, before diving right into what it's like to work professionally as a chef, I want to know what was your Enderon experience like, Chef? My Enderon experience was definitely one for the books. Right. Like, I think I had my best memories in Enderon. I was able to meet my best friends and I was able to learn so many things. And when I actually graduated or even went on my internships, I wasn't scared. I felt fully prepared for what was coming ahead. So you're still friends with those best friends of yours that you met in Enderon and got to connect. Yeah. I mean, we talk every once in a while. I mean, we're all graduated and have our jobs and our lives, but I mean, we catch up every once in a while and see how everyone is doing. That's interesting. So for now, um, are they pursuing the same path as you are, like being a chef, most of them? Um, I do have a few of them. I do have one friend who, after trying all of the different hospitality courses, decided to go and become a sommelier instead of a chef. So... Mm-hmm. She still works with food and wine and all of that. So that is right. I mean, being in this industry makes you a very diverse individual. Am I right, Chef? Of course you are. All right, Jasmine, would you want to ask the next question? 
I do. Okay, Jessica, were there any yeah. struggles that you went through? So just a quick backstory. All right, because I know one struggle, one struggle she has. So I remember making Jessica late to her culinary classes a lot um, during her time because I was in high school and they would always drop me off first and she had to be at class at like 7 a.m. And at the moment, yeah, and I didn't like I did not like waking up early at all. And at that moment, I didn't realize how how bad that was. Right. But now Mm -hmm. I would like to formally apologize for making you late to culinary class. (laughs) Thank you for that. I, I truly appreciate it. I mean, I think so not only time management being one of the biggest struggles, especially with working in a kitchen, right? Because you have the clock and you have your customers, right? Or the people that you're going to be feeding, right? As, as your time. But I also think just learning a whole bunch of the different terms and how much skill is actually needed to make certain dishes or presentation. I think for a good two years or so, I had the hardest time with plating my food. I'm not a very mentally creative person, but with more practice and looking at more foods and dishes and pictures and watching a whole bunch of like different cooking shows and learning from all of my chefs, the idea is kind of like, oh, actually that would look good here. And this color can actually match with this and, you know, working through all of that. I do have, I have another question because, you know, it's usually like you always start peeling. Like that's what you start off with. Like in a kitchen, you just peel as like a beginner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that a lot in class? It's not only peeling, it's learning how to cut different things in different ways. Right. I think my very first culinary class my mom had to buy me like 50 dozen eggs because we were practicing to do omelets and cooking eggs. And then after that, she'd have to go buy me like, I don't know how many kilos of like daikon and carrots and potatoes. So I could learn how to like peel stuff with my knives. That sounds like a struggle. I can't even like cut a carrot correctly or Mm -hmm. like at the same size. So I props to you, Jess. Well, and to Sam, I mean, if he's pursuing culinary. True. That's true. And I could fully relate to your struggle, Chef. I mean, personally, I'm the least creative person that you could think of. Like, plating has really been my struggle, to be honest. Yeah. And all those chefs would say that um, practice makes perfect, really. So for Jasmine, you know, I know that you made her late a couple of times. And that's like the golden rule in the culinary industry, so it's either be on time or not come to class at all. So, wow, I can't imagine just being late for a particular 7 a.m. class. Lots of running. <laughs> yeah, lots of running. And remember our stairs there? Do you remember the glorious steps to the CA building? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, ha- you have to jump up the stairs exactly. to make sure you run on time. And you're there bringing all your knives with you and stuff like that. Yeah. Like nervous around the chefs just to be late in one of their classes so with my question to that you know what were the chefs like and during your time in Enderun because I know they are strict chef but they would always mean well and would be strict for a reason am I right yeah definitely I think when you're working in a kitchen and you have a lot of 
sharp objects with you, you definitely need to make sure that you're paying attention to every single student, right? Because the smallest thing can cause an injury in a kitchen, right? But that's one of the, that's one of the rules that they make sure to teach you. And so they have to be very stern and make sure that you're following exactly what they need to do. But the chefs, I mean, when I was there, there were some chefs that really scared me and I would probably skip a whole bunch of heartbeats. And then there were other chefs that I was kind of cool with. And I'd be like, hey, chef, got any chocolate for me? But it's I a think secret. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secret, secret. Though. Everyone has to find out once they actually go into the culinary degree. You have to find out for yourself, guys. Yeah. Okay, Jess. So I know that Andron's culinary arts program is partnered with Ecole Ducasse, the world-renowned culinary school of Chef Alain Ducasse. So how did that training help you with your career? Everything that I learned in Enderon, right? All of my recipes, all of my techniques are all used in Chef Ducasse's restaurants. So when I did my internship in Paris, there were a few of the recipes I already knew how to do, or there was a few techniques that I already learned how to do, right? Which helped me gain more knowledge because the chefs then didn't have to, okay, now we have to do another class on this is why we do this, right? It was something that I had already practiced. So it wasn't something I jumped into and was like, oh no, I can't, I, I, I'm too scared to do this. It was, I've done that. Yeah. Okay, sure. Well, let me try it. Let me show you what I've learned, right? You have this confidence and all of a sudden people are looking at you like, okay, she'll do okay. So chef, to follow up with that question, uh, I just like to give a little background because in Enderon, we're being taught to have these French techniques, right? Mm -hmm. So were you able to adapt these techniques in these different restaurants? Like, for example, the restaurant you're in right now, were you able to adapt this technique? How was it able to help you? So in the restaurant that I'm in now, a lot of cooking is based on French technique. So a lot of the things that you do in all sorts of restaurants, whether it be from McDonald's all the way up to, I don't know, let's say the Dorchester, right? You'll use these techniques that you learn in school. They may not be the French term that you know, but they are the same technique. So it's just basically varies on the terminology of it all, but it's the same technique that it's being taught to you in school. Am I right? That's what mm -hmm. you meant? It's the same technique that you're taught in school and when you're working in the different restaurants. A small dice is a brunoir. A brunoir. I'll have that in mind. Maybe Jasmine, this podcast would, you know, make you have a career. In culinary art? Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd stick to marketing. I'm not the chef of the family. Jessica was the one cooking for us. Me and Jackie mm -hmm. do not cook at all. And we'd be like to Jessica, we're hungry. And she's like, okay, I got you. I'll make you like mac and cheese. And she'll put like five different types of cheese in it. And she'll make it like creative. And we're just like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Like we count on her to make us our food. <laughs> that is so sweet. So Jessica, I know that you brought up about being in Paris, but I know you were actually able to go on two internships and I think everyone would be interested to know, you know, where you were able to go and what you were able to do there. As you know, Enderon requires two internships. And as you said before, my degree 
begins with hospitality management. So I decided that I was going to do two different internships. I was going to do a hospitality internship, which I did in Portugal, and I decided to do my culinary internship in France. So I was kind of able to get the best of both worlds. Which one was your favorite? That's really difficult, right? Because so Portugal, they're just, they're so lively and you're, you're near the beach. Like I'm a beach girl. I like to be out in the open in nature. In Paris, you're in the city. I'm not too much of a city girl, but I really did enjoy France because I was able to learn French. I was able to meet some really cool people. Mm-hmm. I mean, explore France, come on. Like culinary capital of the world, hello. It's a dream for all chefs to at least work in Paris, right? For France? Depend, depends on what type of cooking you want to do, but for sure. most, yeah. And you had to adapt with the language barrier right there. How was it like? So when I went to Portugal, so they speak Portuguese, which is kind of similar to Spanish. And I'm okay in Spanish, right? I've Mm. taken a few years of Spanish. Mm. French, I took 72 hours. It was very interesting. Google Translate was my best friend. Luckily, people in Paris, they do speak English. They don't Uh like to because you're in their country, they want you to try to speak their language at least. It is, the, it is their culture. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in the beginning, it was extremely hard. Mm. But then all of a sudden you immerse yourself into the culture and you're surrounded by it and you pick it up and all of a sudden you're starting to speak basic French to people and you're like, started off with 72 hours, now look at me. I remember when um, she came back from her internship in France, she kept on speaking in French. She'd be like, okay, say this. And then I'd, I'd be drinking hot chocolate and she'd be like, hot chocolate in French is this. Okay, repeat after me. Okay, repeat <laughs> after. I'm just like, okay, okay, this is cool. But I mean, she knows the most languages out of the, the two of my, my other sisters. She can speak mm-hmm. English, Filipino, French, and Spanish. Wow. Like, I'm only here speaking English and a little bit of Filipino. Hey, but I'm not fluent either. I can just understand little bits. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. But still, it's impressive that, you know, I've tried to learn French, but Mm -hmm. it's so difficult. And then she comes, she comes back from France and she, she can just have a whole conversation in it. And you know what, Chef, Uh, this internship topic thing is actually an interesting topic for my classmates and my batchmates. It's one of the most talked about topics, you know, in school. And with all these language barriers that you had to adapt, what about the, um, the cultural diversity that you went into? How did you adapt to these cultures? Was it easy? I think for me, it was easy just because we've moved around quite a lot, right? I mean, from the U.S. back to the Philippines, back to the U.S., right? And you just get a big a big ball of different cultures. It's not, okay, it is a culture shock when you first move to a new country, right? Especially if you're going to be doing your internship, depending on if it's going to be three months, six months, or a year. I think if you're looking to do an internship abroad, it's best you either know someone who has gone to the area or you know someone who is in the area to kind of help show you around and get a little bit more familiar with your surroundings. I remember when Jessica was in in France, she had a really hard time in the beginning of her internship, right, Jess? It was extremely tough. Cause I, 
I went there by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't have any friends and I didn't know anyone in Paris. So it was, a, it was an extreme struggle in the very beginning. Yeah. So like, where did you live there? Like, how did you set up your space there for living? So the funny thing is, so when I went to Portugal, I went with my best friend and uh, she helped get us a kind of like a communal house that we shared with like nine other people who I think only two of them worked with us. And then when I went to Paris, I first ended up getting a place up in Evry, which is like an hour and a half away from Paris. And I was like, all right, this is a little too far. I don't think that I can make these distances like by myself, right? Especially if I don't know the language yet. So I messaged my French tutor and he said that he had an opening in his in his building, right? In, in his apartment, he had a room. And I was like, all right, can I rent it from you? He was like, yeah, okay, sure. You can rent it for me. I'm like, awesome. So I stayed with my, uh, with my French tutor. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. I didn't even know it that. Was, yeah, well, he wasn't there, right? He wasn't in Paris. He was in the Philippines. He was one of the ESL teachers there, right? And then when I was on my last month of my internship, he had moved back to Paris and he was like, all right, um, so when does your flight leave? Right. Cause then he wants to start moving all of his stuff back into the apartment. Wow. Well, now, you know, Jasmine, now, I know. now, now you know, <laughs> I know a little bit more about my sister. <laughs> so Sam, do you want to ask the next question? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so the next question would be, well, what is your advice to people who would be going on an internship and what are the things that they have to take note of? And remember, do knife skills play a big part in this? If you are planning on going on an internship abroad, as I said, make sure you either know someone who has gone to the area or you know someone in the area. It's not a requirement, but it does help a lot, right, to get familiar with your surroundings because it is going to be a culture shock. Things that you should take note of is definitely research where your restaurant is, and where your house is, right? And if you're a walking person like me, when I got to Paris and I figured out where my restaurant was, I would go like four or five hours earlier than my shift began. And I would walk in every single direction I could possibly take to get me back to the restaurant. So I would go from like, so my restaurant was in front of Champs-Élysées, the shops, right? And I would walk from there to the Eiffel Tower, all the way to Arc de Triomphe, all the way back to, I don't know, a different city, back to my restaurant, right? Just so that if I was walking around, I knew exactly where I was and I would never get lost. So basically, be familiar with the whole place. And I think to add with that is research, you know, with how's the culture there? And what are they like? What are the people like there? Also search up customs. If you're going to, let's say, for example, a country that doesn't speak English, mm-hmm. make sure you know what different things mean, right? Like I know that in the Philippines, when you ask for a check, right, when you're done, you normally go like this, yes. right? You push your fingers together and you draw a check. In other countries, it could be making like a check sign or you scribble in the air or maybe you verbally have to say it. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. But in other, like it could, if you go up to someone and like you draw a check in the air, 
right? Uh-huh. It could mean something different, right? Or it could have an alternate meaning and you don't know if it could mean offense, right? Simple things like that, right? Just check on different customs, right? Make sure you do research, learn a little bit of the language. That, that's pretty much it. And then knife skills, they always play a big part in any culinary, whether it be an internship, in classes, while you're at home. Nice skills are so important. Like you can't stress it enough. You know, it's funny how you emphasize with that because like I've heard from some experiences that the first thing that they would make you do as an intern is to cut up a whole bunch of onions. Is that true? Depends on the restaurant, but I mean, it could be onions, it could be carrots, it could be potatoes. So being a sous chef, when we interview people coming into the restaurant, we need to know where they stand on their knife skills. Because if they take 15 minutes to cut one onion while another person takes one minute, right? But the 15 minute person has better knife skills, like they're more precise than the person that does one minute, right? You know that you need to focus on fixing the knife skills of the one minute and fixing the speed of the 15 minute. So which one would you pick? Probably the 15 minute. All right. Interesting. I Interesting. think it's, it's easier to, to speed someone up than to teach them how to properly hold your knife and the proper motions, ah, which yeah. knife to use. True. I, I remember struggling so hard with that, especially with turning. Oh. You know what turning is, Jasmine? No, I have no idea. It's like, um, for example, there's a potato and you use a turning knife. The turning knife is like um, the curved small knives, right? Uh-huh. And then you have to turn them into like this baseball shape kind of thing. A, f- a football shaped. A football shape, rather. Sorry. That sounds difficult. Yeah. Is it like and you only have a number of strokes that you can do? Yeah, like because it can't be so small. Yeah, they have they have to be a certain size, right? Or if mm-hmm. let's say, for example, if you turned, if you were making a dish for someone and you turned one too small, you mm-hmm. now have to fix all of yours to be the same size and they have to have five sides yeah and flat tops and flat bottoms so they look like a football because it won't look aesthetically beautiful when you like have these so much lines on these turned vegetables so yeah that's why it has to be precise that sounds so complicated (laughs) it is i remember like staying for lunch break just to finish my turned vegetables because I kind of struggled with it so yeah I remember I would would sit in the calf doing it really (laughs) I I remember her doing her cuttings and her turnings at Mm. home but just like just just a little glimpse of it not a lot but I I think I've seen them I think you remember more of the scraps or the trim that I had left over from trying to do it maybe maybe that was it Okay, Jess, I have a question about, you know, you went to Paris and Portugal, but in your opinion, does internship choice matter? So do you think people should go to Paris or any international location? Or do you think staying in the Philippines would be the same? That's a difficult question, because it really depends on where the person wants to be. If they want to work abroad and to work in a restaurant abroad, I would definitely suggest you do an internship there to see. But if their plans are to stay in the Philippines and work for, let's say, for example, a really nice hotel or a really nice restaurant, they should definitely stay in the Philippines to do that, right? It's more of where do you see yourself in in your own future? 
to follow up on that, Chef. So, for example, if I want to own a restaurant in the Philippines, would it matter if I get an internship abroad and then start a restaurant in the Philippines or just gain experience in the Philippines and put up a restaurant in the Philippines? Well, if you open up a restaurant in the Philippines, what would your cuisine be? If, if you want your cuisine to be a French cuisine or a Spanish cuisine, it's better you go to, you know, either France or Mexico or Spain to yeah. get what it's really like. What, what does the authentic food tastes like to what you're going to be bringing to the Philippines, right? But if you're opening a Filipino restaurant, cook in the Philippines. So chef, uh, to cap that all off, uh, so you think getting an internship internationally is totally worth it, worth the experience, would you Most say? Most definitely. So? I yeah. mean, you, you learn a lot. You learn that your taste buds are very wild because you get to try things that you never thought existed. So, while we are on our topic about internship choice and what really matters, stay tuned for part two of our episode and get to know Chef Jessica's opinion about internship choice and more about the culinary career, only here on The Titan Bite. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media at Enderon Ambassadors and at Inc. Enderon on Instagram and on Facebook. If there's anything you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out to the Enderon Student Ambassadors by sending us a message. Once again, bye guys, stay safe, and stay tuned for part two of this episode.